Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Early learning centres are places of activity and exciting projects where children learn a whole range of things. But what about respect for culture? One of the guiding principles of the National Quality Framework, that is the framework that's used to assess the qualities of our childcare centres, is to embed a respect for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the traditional owners and Indigenous peoples of our country. But what does that look like in practice and how do educators teach something as amorphous as culture to babies and toddlers? I went to visit a Guardian Early Learning Centre that exists on some very important Indigenous land. We work on Gadigal land, we play on Gadigal land, every day we come together to learn on Gadigal land. Yeah, so Barangaroo is a significant site, but it's also a very controversial site for Indigenous people. Priscilla Carmichael is the Curriculum Mentor for New South Wales and ACT Guardian Early Learning Centres. It's got a long history, obviously, and we want to connect the children that come to Barangaroo to that Indigenous culture, and so there's respect and value built into everyday practice. We want to do that in ways with connecting with the Aboriginal community by having Aboriginal educators in the service and by taking the children out and about in the Barangaroo area so that they get to know the area where they come every day. While Barangaroo has special significance, Priscilla says that each and every Guardian Early Learning Centre has a commitment to connecting with the local Indigenous culture. Basically any land that a Guardian Centre on is Aboriginal land. And there is an Aboriginal community, whether that is visibly seen by other people or not. There is Aboriginal ownership of that land and cultural connection to Aboriginal people to that land. So it's really important for our centres that they find out the traditional owners of the land on which they're situated and that they acknowledge those owners. So usually we seek that knowledge ourselves through either connection with the local Aboriginal community or trying to connect to organisations like local Aboriginal land councils that provide us with support in those areas. Our entire philosophy around education is supporting children's rights and upholding children as global citizens. So for our children in Australia, we can't really do that unless we're acknowledging, first and foremost, the rights of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children. My name is Erin and I am the room leader of the nursery space here. So our nursery is an under one space. So they're all relatively young in care here. We used our yarning circle as an opportunity for them to still express it and communicate their ideas. And we recognise that a lot of these children are non-verbal in this space. So we introduced the tapping sticks as a way for them to still use call and response and contribute ideas. Um, And you often see these children will respond really well. And they know as soon as somebody picks up the tapping sticks, that's when our yarning circle starts and they'll come and join us in this space organically and naturally. 
Erin is sitting on the floor with babies who are still crawling all over her and dribbling everywhere. And while they are definitely attracted to the tapping sticks and colourful Indigenous paintings, I'm still not entirely sure how children this young can learn the principles of respect for culture. Priscilla says it all comes down to their philosophy on childhood. Our view of children from birth is that they're extremely capable and competent. Children learn more in the first five years of their life and their brain develops more in that time than it ever will again for the rest of their lives. So we just see that those children's potentials as really rich. We see those children as not passive. We see them as active constructors of their own learning. They're constantly researching, seeking out information, testing out ideas. They might not be doing this verbally. It's It's physical, and a lot of it is to do with interactions with other human beings. So we see them as very capable. We don't see them as sponges or recipients of our knowledge. We see them as building their own knowledge. So part of that for us is they're absolutely capable of being involved in us as educators, building that respect for Indigenous cultures. Each area of the centre has different age groups and they all have their own ways of connecting with culture. For the preschool kids, their yarning circle is a little bit more evolved. So if you you don't listen while while you are talking, you have to to pause. That's right, we have to stop. So we have to listen to our friends when we talk, don't we? So when we have the yarning stick, who gets to talk? The person who has the yarning stick, isn't that right? So would you like to have a turn? So the bad, so I had a bad dream and about bad guys were in my house. So I asked my mom and I was really scared and I, I ran into my bedroom and I told my mom and dad there were bad guys in my house. If you hold the yarning stick, you get to say whatever's on your mind. Children are encouraged to speak with confidence, knowing they won't be censored, whatever they say. When I was at home yesterday, I vomited all on my bed and all on my seats. I'm Lily and I'm an educator at Barangaroo ELC. Yes, I'm a Bunjalung woman. My, and my father's Samoan. So my mother's Aboriginal and my father's Samoan. The yarning circle is a modern take on a much older tradition. So yarning circles are usually done outside and they're usually purified. So you usually have a, a smoking ceremony or uh, an elder comes and purifies the space. And there's just little condiment, like little things that they can kind of read through and kind of see, like the animal tracks and things like that, bringing those into the yarning circle so it is kind of more of a space that... Um, is kept sacred, if that makes sense. Country of the land, which we made today, the Gallagher people of the young nation, pay our respects to our past, present and future. Thanks, Michael. Michael may say it the loudest, but all of the children in Lillian's group can recite the acknowledgement of country. I guess playing, whatever you're doing, whether working on Aboriginal land, I think it's really important the children know that that's the right ownership. And um, as I said, I think it's really important that like children from a really young age are exposed to this because, I mean, for me, for my 
growing up as a child, obviously I was cultured in the fact that I grew up with my parents and my mother and my family, so I knew about my culture that way. I wasn't taught the Aboriginal ways at school, which I think is really sad, and I feel like um, if I can make a difference in education, in early education especially, from a young age, children knowing this stuff, like, I do believe that every child will make a difference some way or what, you know, I think that children are the future of our of our world, you know, it's, it's um, I mean, we all, we all start off as children, we grow up into a world that, I guess, I would have liked to change, and if I can make that change through these guys, and that's the other thing, I think it's really important because they will go to school with the knowledge of this stuff, they will go to school when teachers bring up, oh, you know, we're learning about Indigenous culture or Aboriginal culture, they'll be able to say, yeah, I learnt that when I was in preschool. That was Lillian, the Indigenous educator with Guardian Early Learning Centre in Barangaroo. A big thank you to Chloe Flannery, the centre manager, and all the children and staff at the centre. Hi, we're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.